Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob, and this is part two of helping you get more brand, more reach, more followers, more fans, more customers, and hopefully more income through social media. And in part one, I covered some of the assets that you need to set up, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different types of posts that should get you organic reach, maybe even relative uh, viral spreading of your work. And I'm going to finish that with the part two right now. Now, I think it's good to test posts, videos, articles, blogs that people respond well to and share and balance expressing yourself in the way that you want. Uh, uh, I'm not really asking you to do gimmicks or use techniques as such, but give you a chance to have a bit of confidence that you know when you put some time and effort into your, in brackets, social media, because some people don't necessarily view podcasts or YouTube as social media, I personally do. I just want you to get a good return on time of that. Um, My good friend Paul O'Mahony, who's just released his book, Rethink Social Media, says, stop wasting time and start making money on social media. If you're going to spend your time getting followers and fans, engaging in debate, commentary, expressing your work, you know, solving people's problems, you might as well feel like you're going to get a good return on it. It's going to get shared. Ultimately, if other people share it for you, that's a lot of the work that they're doing for you. I'm not talking about doing cat videos, you know, or anything gimmicky that you know everyone's going to share, but ultimately they share just because Uh, of the superficiality of it rather than it actually coming back to you and getting you good long-term goodwill and that follower or that customer that can really grow your business. All right then, so second half, number one, you could call this number nine if you've already listened to part one, and that is what you've you turned on or what I call 360 degreed on. So is there anything that you now believe that you didn't used to believe before or an opinion that you used to have that you've completely changed? And the reason I think that's successful as a piece of work that people will enjoy, comment and share on is because it shows that you're prepared to change your mind, which shows that you're not stubborn. It shows that you don't need to be right for the sake of it. It shows that you're open to debate and to change and you have an open mind. And people will engage more, align with more, those kind of people, than people who, you know, are just closed minded or want an argument for the sake of it. Uh, and so I, so people are reticent to go and comment on sh- proving um, that this strategy that he says can't be done and everyone's selling bullshit can be done because they know he's not going to change his mind. He's just going to shoot them down. Whereas if you've got the feeling that someone will be open to your opinions, your advice, your commentary, your suggestions, that is very attractive to people. Just like if someone feels that you can take feedback 
if you can take critique, if you deal with critics, trolls and haters elegantly, they're going to be more inclined to debate with you, to engage with you, and like I said, to share your work because you're not going to make them look silly, which means you're not going to make their community and followers and fans silly when they share the work. Just like if you sell in all of your content, no one's going to share it because they may be worried that their community uh, are going to feel that they are selling to their community because you're selling in your content. All right then, next one is your mistakes and regrets. Isn't it strange that people really enjoy us sharing everything that went wrong? I think if you share the mistakes you made, it's again that sense of vulnerability, that openness, that connectedness. Um, because, you know, people do want to be able to debate with you in a safe environment. So if you've shared the things that went wrong and what you learned from it, you can save people, hopefully, those mistakes. People feel that you're hashtag real. They like a sense that you're honest, that you're open. It shows that, or the, it's the appearance that it shows that you haven't got anything to hide. Now, of course, many people, especially in a sales environment, they're very worried about sharing mistakes because they feel that they need to show perfection or that you know then people might not want to engage with them or buy their products and services you know if they've made mistakes but we've all made mistakes if you share the regrets that you've had in the past uh, and that you don't want other people to have those regrets and maybe you've had those regrets for many years and if you can create content in the form of video audio written form which takes the energy and emotion of your regrets and carries forward some lessons that other people can learn from, again, I think that's a great gift. So that's the second thing. The third thing is the good old rant. Uh, now, for some reason, people seem to love my rants as much, if not more, than other forms of my content. And I find it quite funny because it's often my least planned work. Uh, it's not necessarily that well researched. Uh, it's often just an emotion I feel from what I've seen if you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. going on in the world uh, and I'll uh, just get a microphone and start talking and it turns into shouting and flipping out and whatever else. So much so that we have the Rob's Rant episode. Now, if you rant about everything, you just get known as being a ranter. And okay, if that's your brand, then that's fine. But I, I, it, there can be some superficiality to that. So I recommend that anything that you strongly believe in, that you think is wrong, that you've had enough of, that you think's kind of crazy, uh, just have a rant, just go off on one, just let it all out um, and really chuck all of your emotion and your energy into it. 
because I haven't quite worked out yet why people love it. I think it has to do with passion. I think it has to do with courage of, you know, putting what you believe out into the world. And because when it is a rant, it, you know, you, it, you're not really showing a fear of the consequences or the kickback. Like a lot of the other things I've shared in this episode and the last episode, if you do them every day, then people become immune to them and bored of them. And here he goes, here Rob goes again, another rant. This is why I'm giving you up to 15 different strategies. If you rotate them and you use them sparingly, they'll have that volition and effectiveness. Okay, so next fourth on this, this episode is the interview. It's, interviews are huge at the moment. I interviewed Nicole Arbour, as you know, on a recent episode, and I'm really pleased to see that she's going around now being interviewed on many podcasts and in her message and her enthusiasm and her humour, uh, her dry, somewhat sarcastic, um, ironic nature is, is getting out to the world. And of course, I've been in a great position where I've been interviewing some amazing people for this podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Uh, we've got an amazing guy uh, that I'll be interviewing. I'm actually interviewing him in two days' time, and you'll get the episode in seven days' time. Um, he was one in one of the biggest bands in the world, uh, and uh, I've been trying to get him for a while. He's also quite local to me, uh, and I think you're going to love it. Now, the great thing about doing interviews is you don't have to prepare the content. You know, a lot of people say, well, Rob, it seems easy for you to get your message out to the world. But, you know, I have to plan it for years or I just don't seem to have that creativity or that kind of mind. Well, if you've listened to all my podcasts, you'll know I don't believe that. And I'm challenging you on that. I've done podcasts on how to be creative. I've done podcasts on how to get ideas out of your head. So I'm going to push you back on that. But let's just say you are in a bit of a writer's block or a content block. Uh, and, you know, you don't really know what to, to do. Well, interview someone because it's their work and it's easy. And you want to make it double easy? Message them saying, hey, what questions would you like, most like to be asked? Do you want to let me know uh, what you most want to share with the world? Uh, and then they give you the questions to ask them. And all you have to do is sit there, smile, ask the question, listen, look excited and interested, which you would be anyway, because you're not going to interview people you don't want to interview. Um, and it's a very popular medium right now. I mean, most of the podcasts out there are in interview format. It's great leverage. You get to meet great people. You get to learn something yourself. I mean, you know, when you are the interviewee, sorry, when you're the interviewer, you know, you've got the best seat in the house. Yes, all your followers and listeners uh, are learning something, but so are you. Uh, and I just think that that's a great format. It it's kind of seems like almost like a cheat that you can really feed the world of information that changes their life. You get the credit for it and you didn't even come up with it. All right, then. So point one, two, three, four, five is a discussion or a debate. Now, there are some big podcasts out there, big, big ones, which really are a 30-minute to a three-hour chat. What have you been up to? What do you believe strongly in the world? Well, you know, what's, what do you think with this political situation, this social situation? Well, you know, this thing that's going on in the world right now, what's your feelings on it? Uh, and uh, it's really kind of interesting that just general discussions between interesting people are a really hot form of media right now. And what I think people love about it is the no-filter approach, the really close access to the people that they admire. I think a lot of the media or the world receiving media has had, had enough of this alternative facts, and I think people just are sick of everything getting filtered and you know maybe not the full truth. Whereas when you sit down and have a raw conversation with someone or you watch and listen to a raw conversation, unedited, unfiltered, 
I think that there's something great about that that the world needs right now. So don't be scared to sit down and have a conversation with someone that's interesting. Just put the live feed on, just put the video camera on, put the audio on, put, get a little Zoom H1. I'm recording this podcast from a Zoom H1. What, less than £100? So $120, $130, a little uh, lav mic, which is 20 quid. Um, and, you know, I could have one of these and a friend of mine. If, let's say I wanted to talk about podcasts. I could get together with a couple of my podcast friends. And we could just talk podcasts and we all have a Zoom H1 on. Uh, and, and then we can have that edited and, and that conversation can be shared with the world. Or just an iPhone or, you know, or an Android, a Samsung, whatever. Just put it. I've got this little Joby, J-O-B-Y or Joby. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, it's just a little three-legged tripod, tripod, which you can basically put anywhere. And that is my, I can just converse with the world through this um, little tripod and my iPhone. And I think you should start doing that a lot more. Now, if you're a little bit introverted, maybe you do it in audio so people can't see you. I'd still challenge you to put the, you know, the, the device in front of you. Start with one minute videos. Or one minute pieces of content. Actually, one minute is the limit on Instagram. And, and, and a lot of people are saying now that the short form in a lot of media, uh, you know, is what the world wants. And other people are saying that long form is what YouTube and podcasts wants. But those aside, short form media works. All right. Next then is the you could take an influencer's content. So I um, I loved uh, Robert Cialdini's book, Influence. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's Six Laws of Success. I love Bruce Lee's Rules for Success. Uh, J. Paul Getty has Rules of Success. Uh, and you could take someone else's rules for success or their theories or, you know, their ideas, the things they've solved, their quotes, and you could put your take on them. Uh, and, and that takes their content, which you honour. It's content that you don't have to create. It's something that you're interested in and passionate about. You honour them with it, which, of course, there's going to be no trademark infringement. I mean, what influencer on the planet is going to go, no, don't share my work? Of course, they want you to share their, their work. They just want it to be honoured that it's theirs. Uh, and then you can say, hey, look, here is Cialdini's six laws of influence. They are reciprocity, uh, commitment and consistency. They are scarcity. They are liking, etc. And you could say he meant ABC. And then you can add your take on what you thought he meant. And or you can say, hey, look, in... With the law of liking and the law of reciprocity, here's how it's worked in my life, in my business, and how it could for you too. And then you create new, unique content out of that. And I just want to let you know, and I know people are doing this regularly, and I'm totally happy with it. You're more than welcome to take my content and put your take on it and share it and put, you know, put your new spin and your experiences and stories on it. Of course, as long as you let the world know that you're sharing my content, you would, of course, never um, plagiarise anything, as I wouldn't. Uh, and I think that that's a great gift. Also, let's say this is quite a nice little trick, actually. Uh, I get approached a lot to promote stuff, a lot. Uh, and you, I'd probably say eight, nine times out of ten, I'm getting approached cold with people I don't really know. Uh, and, and, you know, like, it's quite a risk for me to promote other people's stuff if I don't know them. Um, because, you know, I could, uh, I, you know, I could um, break rapport and trust with my followers. But a lot of people are asking me to promote their stuff. I don't even know them. Whereas if I'd seen that they'd shared a load of my work, let's say I'd seen that they'd shared 30 of my videos and 20 of my podcasts, of course, you know, um, that's a great... Well, that is actually law of reciprocity in Cialdini's influence. But, you know, I feel that they've given before they've asked. Uh, 
Uh, and I also listened to a podcast recently, which was pretty cool. Uh, you'll have to forgive me because I can't remember which podcast it was because I listened to loads. But someone was really interested in interviewing someone for his podcast and he was reaching out and, and couldn't get, um, you know, couldn't get the interview. So what he did was just went and did a charity raise for his charity anyway, just did it off, the, off his own back. And I think he raised $31,000 for this person's charity. What a great thing. And of course, he then backed the interview without really having to ask. You know, the, the, the media team came back to him and said, hey, look, you know, he'd love to be interview, interviewed on your show. Uh, and I just thought that was a cool thing. So, you know, if there's really great influencers out there that you'd love to be able to spend time with, learn from, interview, why don't you share their work? You know, why don't you put, um, just give them some coverage first before you reach out to them? Uh, and that way, I think you're going to have a, a lot more, uh, have way more likelihood of doing work with them. All right, then, finally, what you wished you'd been taught, told, seen, shown when you were young or before you got into the business that you're in. So I think the reality of many businesses and areas of life is if we knew the challenges we'd have along the way, now that we have experience, we might not have even started. So if we can share what they are with other people, if I'd have, you know, I could say, for example, 20 things I wish I knew about podcasting before I started. Uh, so the equipment, I you know, spent months buying loads of expensive equipment that I didn't need. I spent two or three years not doing podcasts when I was listening to Tim Ferriss and Jim Rogan's thinking that I should have a podcast, but I worried if my message would be right to the world. I worried that I wasn't a radio DJ or producer or people knew me from Progressive Property and, you know, maybe, you know, it wasn't on brand. Um, I was doing a load of businesses and I was, you know, juggling and spinning a load of plates like we all are as entrepreneurs. You know, these were all my doubts. Uh, and in reality, they were excuses. And, and I really should have started my podcast two or three years before I did. Now, I've stopped beating myself up about that and, you know, trying to give myself permission to be grateful for how well my podcast is doing. Trying not to compare myself to other people who've been doing it a lot longer. But, you know, the, the equipment, all the doubts and fears I had about starting my podcast. Um, you know, oh, by the way, that's my Deliveroo. So gladly we're on the last point. Uh, so, yeah, teach people what you wish you'd been taught or um, what, you know, you've been able to reverse engineer all the bumps and bruises and challenges along the way to help other people when they get started. That's also the dog. Um, yes, Ralph. So thanks for tuning in to this podcast, A Disruptive Entrepreneur. Um, if you haven't already got it, go and grab Rethink Social Media on tiny.cc forward slash Rethink Social. We're offering tickets to the brand new social media summit, but only for the first 200. It's um, on July the 7th and 8th at our training academy just outside London. Um, just send your receipt and proof to rob.more at progressiveproperty.co.uk. We're te teaching LinkedIn strategies, Instagram strategies, Facebook strategies. One sec. Ralph, I know. Thank you. Uh, we're teaching webinar strategies. I'm teaching podcasting strategies. I'm teaching getting your message out to the masses and hopefully earning many millions from it. Uh, it's a brand new two-day event. I've wanted to run this for years, but I've been running so many events and doing so many things. I've always had to put it off until now. So uh, Rethink Social Media, tiny.cc forward slash Rethink Social. Email me at rob.more at progressiveproperty.co.uk with your proof, and hopefully we can get you a ticket if they're not already sold out. So thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.